Actually, here he is. Let it, ro wait, wait, Roman, watch out, watch out! Ro ro If you've been injured in an accident at work, on the road, or after a trip or fall anywhere, call for instant free claims advice. It's no win, no fee, and you keep 100% as we recover all costs from the other side. That bitch! The National Accident Helpline, putting lives back together since 1993. I'm fine, it didn't get me. No Steve this week, no intro music this week, no zany mu sounds during the thing this week. You'll get intro, mu intro music if you're listening back on the podcast version, but uh, we don't get intro, mu intro music. We don't even know what it is right now. No, it'll be a surprise for all of us, except for Steve, who is well aware of what it is, but won't tell us. Because that he's bitch. an awful bollocks. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, Steve, bless his cotton socks, He's uh, he's got offered trials by Man United. He is going over potentially to be their new centre half. Yeah, Smalling needs a new best friend. Yeah, so it's interesting now. They're going pairing him off next week, I believe, in a trial match. If all goes well, he'd be offered a full time contract. So, following in the footsteps of the likes of Lindelof. Bye. <laughs> There's always Bill the danger of walking backstage in Old Trafford and something falls on him as he's just walking through a corridor. Oh my, uh, oh my, Steve, oh no. <laughs> he is a very old man, so to be fair, like I don't think he'd be able to take much of a bait and like. <laughs> oh, that's so true. So will we get into the old uh, graps? Ah, yeah, may as, well, may as well jump straight in, no kissing. So boys, the Q2 earnings call happened in the last few days. I like money. Do you though? WWE do like don't money. like money. They do not like money. They don't want any money. So to give a brief synopsis of what happened, uh, versus the same month in the prior year, Raw was down 25% in April, down 12% in May, down 17% in June. SmackDown was down 22% in April, down 14% in May, and down 12% in June. Network subs also down 8% year on year. But it's fine for... That's all in line with all regular standards. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's all good. It's perfect. I'm pretty sure that's also the first time where if you compare quarter on quarter, year on year, it's the first time network subs have ever been down. <gasps> and it's also why they've started actively campaigning through email to try and bring people in with like weird discounts, like lapsed subscribers and shit. Mm. And they'll be having the different tiered ones coming out soon as well, allegedly. Well, ICW or something is already up there as a progress. Yeah, there's, there's some random Fight Club episode hidden in that you can exactly. find it, but you can't play it. <laughs> so this is, comes back to bad testing. So they relaunched <laughs> the app last week, or not relaunched, but revamped it and upgraded it and made a nice new flashy and all this sort of stuff. They made the app. Made Netflix. it Netflix. To be fair, it does look and feel a hell of a lot better than what it used to. Oh, yeah. But the bastards are after fixing my fucking subscription, so I now I actually have to pay the proper Irish <laughs> money. So the fucking bastards. I was getting away with a good solid $9.99 a month since it launched in America in like 2012. 
during that conversion rate, I was still doing pretty tasty, but now I have to pay twelve dollars, twelve euro ninety nine, like a sucker. Um, other notable things from this is that other media jumped to fifty seven point three million dollar unis in revenue. Oh yeah, I wonder what that is. That's that's did you chop someone's head off for that money? Wow. <laughs> also, don't forget, there's no editing in this in this podcast this week, Gordo, or else we put a shit ton of it in. So Steve really has to listen to this. And edit. <laughs> oh, I'm making this fucking miserable for him. He's never taking the week off again. So yes, you're correct indeed. This is the segment where money related to the Saudi shows is recorded, but not detailed. So all the money they get is lumped in here, but we don't get to see the actual individual breakdown of what came from where. Very smart uh, financing going on there, but I'd love to see exactly more yeah. where that came from. You always see, whenever you see the, the full reviews, though, it's always every second quarter, there's this random extra $50 million out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yep, That's, exactly. That's where it comes from. Well, miraculously, they do a show in, what, May and a show in November, yeah, so... Convenient. Let's yeah, just is, take the Q3 versus the Q4. Uh, I'd say it'll be about $17 million. <laughs> uh, merch, be heading. merch down also... 13% year on year. I wonder why is that? Is there a lot of people, you know, off TV that would normally be there, I wonder? Mm. No. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's just that they haven't any stars anymore that sell merch. Good fucking t-shirts. <laughs> I used to buy a fuck ton of their t-shirts. Half my wardrobe used to be WWE t-shirts. I You're wearing one right now. Yeah. yeah. You also have a Little Miss Bliss t-shirt and an Nia Jax t-shirt. Yep, and I wear both of them. <laughs> you filthy mark. But yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, like the new OC one is very good, but they have that's the best one they've had in a long time. Their new t shirt thing is put someone's big face on it or block text. That's not a good t shirt. Nope. Saying that, I do have a bow leave t shirt. (laughs) North North America and Canadian attendance down for the sixth consecutive quarter. International audiences also down during their biggest tour post mania. Surprising it any way, shape, or form? I feel no. shocked. Totally I'd, shocked. I, to be honest with you, I'd love to see how much it was down, but based on the pictures that surfaced from that live SmackDown last week, damn, they're hurting bad. I can't you don't put a live show up against your actual televised live show. Of course it's you don't, but hard. they did. And they fucking got burned for it, the stupid bastards. Uh, Vince on Bischoff and Heyman, he said, I can't be in the weeds any longer, says Heyman. Bischoff will have a lot of latitude and puts over the history of success in business and creative. Um, that's, that's selective memory right there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll wait and see how that goes in the long term. I'd say once the XFL starts, he will take a backseat a little bit or step down a little bit because he just won't have time to do everything. Until uh, yeah. then, I, I don't see too much change well, they're going to bring back another Styles Joe feud and they're going to have a Wendy on a pole match <laughs> <laughs> that was Russo it's not <laughs> either of these uh, on WWE going forward uh, he says we have spent more time on storylines apparently uh, and talent development apparently Vince calls it a relaunch of content we've definitely turned the corner Ooh, Jesus. Flashbacks of Brian Lenehan saying that about the fucking financial. <laughs> Let's say about that, the better RIP. Uh, we have executive directors with each brand now. It's a combination of a lot of things coming together, and I guess what I'd call a relaunch of our content. Vincent's WWE will be edgier, 
but remain PG. Says they won't go back to the Attitude Era. We're not going to be doing blood and guts like what's been done by a potential competitor. Mm. Says they've graduated from that crap. Calls it a more sophisticated product. Mm-hmm. Um, so that last paragraph really kind of needs a bit of digesting here because uh, each year while remaining PG, that seems like a contradiction in terms. Um, Canellis has a vagina. <laughs> uh, consummate that marriage. Uh, we're going to be. We're not going to be doing blood and guts. And there was blood on Raw. Rollins spitting up blood. Yeah. Uh, after a blood Probably packet was handed to him by the ref. Um, <laughs> they've graduated from that crap. Now, they've I know graduated to a whole new level of crap. It's a different. <laughs> <laughs> but saying that after name dropping a potential competitor, I. We're all here for the, the for the daggers, and Steve is sitting down with a bucket of popcorn right now, waiting for you know literal daggers to be thrown between companies. He loves the pettiness. He does love the pet. This it goes beyond petty. This is I'd, I'd put class. This as sad more than petty. It's awful sad. I'm Captain AEW here, and there's no one fighting WWE's corner here, so one of you boys needs to step up and take the Steve line here. Hey, I'm, I'm vice captain AEW. Remember, <laughs> so it can't be me. Uh, this is Anil Bosky. <laughs> Nick. Ah, there's, no, there's no defending this. This is fucking retarded. I can say, what was he thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking I, I, I love this show with Steve. This is great. <laughs> we can all agree with stuff. We don't have old man Steve being argumentative and everything. Jesus, ah, it would be done in a half an hour tonight, lads. <laughs> it's like, what? There's no opposition to anything. We've all just said everything is shit. Great. Uh, uh, but if, if we want to do the devil's advocate, sure. Uh, apparently, Steve blames Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lads. Please tell me we have the Jordan Gray stuff down on this. Uh, have, Vin- just when he mentions Brandy. It's oh, not we're, here, we're, but we will we're, add it we're in. coming. We're coming to Twitter this week. That that's definitely a hot topic for the, the, the pod this week. Uh, but Vince hopes that AEW doesn't continue with the blood and guts. That he can't speak for TNT, but he can't imagine they would put up with that. Well, AEW already said that they were only going to be doing this on special events and not on TV. So that's. Yep. Like they've, they've all this like swearing and shit like that. They've even said they're going to tone it down by the time TV comes around. This yeah. is just for now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, it's something if you're getting your fans used to that, and then you pull the rug TV out. comes in and it's a lot more WWE PG. That might turn some people off. It's moving the goalposts, like you know, and ma- announcing that someone is going to make an announcement three weeks in a row and not have him make the announcement. Who would do such a thing, Gordo? Uh, just apparently some new guy, some new Daniel Bryan or something. I don't know. Yeah. Irish no, stop, huh? No, I don't get it. He's some weird fucking lumberjack looking fuck. <laughs> so speaking AEW, uh, there was a bit of controversy this week about the whole CM Punk interview with ESPN. So CM Punk had an interview, obviously in relation to his upcoming appearance at StarCast. He was asked if he had a relationship with AEW, and for Punk firmly stated, no. I know they like to talk about me a lot. Uh, if I text Matt Jackson, hey, have a great show tonight, which I did when they were having their big show in Vegas, that somehow turns into Tony Khan telling people he has a great relationship with me. I've said in the past I've talked to them, but nothing ever came of it, he added. I think if there's an expectation, it's purely being built by them. My silence to some fans means something. They're trying to read the tea leaves but there's nothing to read i even feel like talking about it may feel like i'm adding putting some sort of negative slant on it but i'm not really 
are we being worked or are we working it oh we're 100% working it no it's, it's not happening here you're not getting punk at Chicago lads you're gonna have to face it it's not happening fuck off Bo but what if we are <laughs> See that this this is going to be the whole John Moxley scenario all over again, but you know, with a very different outcome. I'm Captain AEW to to my heart's content. Always have been, always will be. R.I.P. Steve. Um, this I can't see a scenario where Punk ends up in AEW, especially after these comments. No, it's not. It's not happening. Like it's it's just rumor. It's the same as they did for all for all in as well. They rumor. Bring up the rumors, get people in. Just put on a great show, so distracted everyone from the fact that yeah, Punk's not going to be there. He's going to be now, there. To be fair, there's a little bit more this time because he is appearing at Scamcast, which is an affiliated network of All Elite Wrestling. Whereas last time it was just Pro Wrestling Tees, which is so, also affiliated with All Elite Wrestling. So obviously in, in that whole interview said he was never, you know, officially offered a contract. You know, there was just text saying, you know, if you want to do some business. This comes out and then Cody, not Rhodes, says that Punk was misquoted in this interview with ESPN. Uh, you should never do this. This is a lesson to anyone, regardless of whether you're in an industry of wrestling or not. Don't question a journalist's integrity like that, especially when the interviews are transcribed. Yep. Do a little bit of research. Especially if it's a big network that likes Finney SPN or anything like that. They're going to have that recorded and properly transcribed. It's not like some rinky-dink fucking podcast no, somewhere. Like, in if the we did one. like if we did an interview no, with CM Punk, out of nowhere. If we did one, we would record that shit because we're clever. We're clever cunts like that, having invented the medium of wrestling podcasts. Yeah, true. We did invent it. Uh, but these fucking rinky-dink, fucking mud show promotion podcasts that keep popping up every couple of weeks trying to fucking take some of our fucking chicken money. Um, <laughs> they, they wouldn't all be recording this. Like, like this talk is Jericho thing. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Punk uh, was... Allegedly misquoted, as per Cody says, but the ESPN reporter Mark Raimondi responds to assure Cody that Punk was not misquoted. Meltzer later claimed that Raimondi contacted him to get a message to Cody that claiming mainstream reporters are misquoting is not a good look for AEW and that they may need media training. (laughs) I don't think truer words have ever been spoken. Oh, Uh, yeah. Imagine For a company that's built their entire premise at the moment on social media, it's a miracle that, still, that they did because they're, they're so bad at it sometimes. How many different social media accounts is there for AEW? How many different Twitter accounts is there? I right don't now? even know anymore. Like it's way too many. And, it, like, and then you have your... I know YouTube, there's a lot of different promotion, but they have like four different YouTube channels as well. Like, Put it all through one channel. That way you get everyone following your main channel. You don't have little bits here and bits there and bits everywhere. It's yeah, just... but they can't do a WWE thing then where they claim they have over a billion followers <laughs> on social media. <laughs> lads, one-seventh of the world follows us on social media. It's a fucking 100 lads in India who follow your thousands of accounts, lads. Get over yourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't... They really don't brand good. Um, Especially the brandy one. Yeah, the Brandy Road Center for wrestlers who can't social media good <laughs> and who want to learn to do other stuff good too. Imagine how being the chief brand officer of 
a international company who is being told that they need media training. Now, that to me is very, very, very bad. But moving along, moving along, before we get into the crux of it all, G1. Yes. It It is continuing and it is hella good. I'm a couple of episodes be- or a couple of nights behind, but I don't mind spoilers. Far away, Nicolaj, you are our official G1 correspondent now that you've you're... caught up and you're fully up to date. You're as up to date as I am. Yeah, I know, but you're our official correspondent for the G1. <laughs> if so, we're yeah. if I'm Captain AEW, you're Captain New Japan. At this stage, I am. Yeah. Um, so what's been happening over the last few days? It's only been three shows since our last one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's only been three shows since our last pod. So we've had. Saturday, Saturday night show, there was the, the best two matches on the show, I thought, anyway, were Kota Bushi and Lance Archer and Kazushika Okada versus Kenta. Uh, two great matches on the Saturday night. Uh, on the Sunday night, then, uh, Sunday night 10, there was uh, Juice Robinson versus Tomohiro Ishii and Naito and Moxley, which was well anticipated and was really good. Did you see that one, God? Or you... I literally I haven't got to see anything. Um... I need to try and catch up, although I'm working a lot of night shifts over the next week. Um, tonight will be night two of ten out of eleven nights, so I'm going to be a very, very tired fucker. So. Yowie, wowie! But yeah, so I have, a, I have a lot of wrestling to catch up on. The only good thing is most mornings I get. I'm hoping to try and get a show in every morning, so hopefully yeah. catch up by the end of it all. Hey, yeah, be grand. And then last you know, yes, yesterday, then we had a uh, another. Solid show with my favorite match on it being Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr., which was a good, very good match. But you know what is kind of an absolutely refreshing experience is watching Raw last night. I'm sorry, no, I should clarify. That, that was the, refreshing, the refreshing, refreshing experience was not watching Raw. The refreshing experience was watching yesterday's G1 after Raw and enjoying Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero's commentary after the fucking shit show that Raw put up in terms of their commentary. But Renee, Renee is great, Fitz. Oh, Isn't Renee, great. Aren't we going to talk about Renee? That was, that was a fantastic segue, Gordo, because I was just teeing that up now here. So Renee Young admits openly that she's not great at her job. Ah, but she's great, though. I, I just want to take a second there to see that a public figure who is working commentary for the biggest wrestling company in the world admits she's not good at her job and then gets her back up when people start criticizing her for not doing a good job. Ah, but she got plenty of Yas Queen replies, though, didn't she? (laughs) Uh, My head hurts. I don't understand, you know, this whole white knight culture of, you know, Ryan Satin, for example. He quote tweeted her and said, you know what? I think you're doing a great job to that great reply i can't remember who i can't the, the twitter handle is like dude calm down she's not gonna have sex with you <laughs> <laughs> it's like we can openly critique and to be fair wrestling soup did a fantastic job on it they replied and said you know you're not good at your job you're not a good commentator but you were fantastic in your backstage role of interviewer and host talking smack yeah. people have talents stick to what you're good at don't yeah. do what you're not good at play to your strengths yeah but I wonder, like, this is bigger conversation, possibly, of a two-person booth versus a three-person booth. And is the fact that she uh, is not developing or is not being perceived to be a good commentator because she's been limited because of the limiting time associated with being in a three-person booth? 
I don't think anyone has a chance to get better at that job in a three-person boot. There's too many cooks. There's too many cooks at that table. It's, mm. it's just not an environment that's conducive to getting better at the job. Um, so that's a case where it's, yeah, I thought she would be further along by now, but at the same time, I don't really blame her for that. I blame the environment she's in. Um, we even look at New Japan. The difference in Chris Charlton call and stuff when he was part of a two man boot, as opposed to when mm-hmm. he's trying to, when he's trying to get his he's trying to get his couple of sound bites in here and there when he's on a three man boot and it sounded terrible. As soon as he's taken out of that, was in a two man. He seemed so much more natural, so much more comfortable in it, and it just sounded so much better. Yeah, it was, no, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, while she's not great, I, I I don't really put it on her, but at the same time, the company surely has to see that. Um. Like at least on SmackDown, they have three people there who are already all okay at it. Like Saxon's not great, but he's he had a hell of a lot more experience than Renee did on it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as bad with the three on SmackDown, whereas she's only getting used to it and only really trying to learn it while also being while while also not like she's not having the experience, but also doesn't have the environment to get better at it. Is what I'm trying to say, basically. So yeah. No, to be fair, and I, I, I get that. Um, like this all stemmed, and I'll give kind of the brief history. Was that Renee tweeted out there a few days ago and said, I would love if adult men would stop tucking their ears into their baseball hats. Weird comment to say, but fair enough. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, some douche then replied, and I hate fucking dickheads who do this. I would love if WWE would stop putting shitty announcers on their shows. Mauro and Nigel are the only good ones. There's no need for that shit. That's yeah. just unnecessary fucking hate being thrown out there. So fair enough, you know, criticize all you want. But in, in an environment where, you know, criticism is being discussed. Mm. Um, but Renee did the one thing that she shouldn't have done. She Seth Rollins did. <laughs> she, she replied and said, and the checks keep coming in. Big leagues, baby. Don't go in the money route. Do not go down the money like, route. It literally only happened two or three weeks ago. And Seth Rollins literally had to make a public apology. Apologizing to Osprey yeah. for, you know. And also saying the bigger check in that household is probably coming from AEW. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if only someone had replied with that. Hashtag gender pay gap. (laughs) Oh. Um, Yeah. I know I'm only messing with that last bit. But um, yeah. I don't even know if I am anymore. It's hard to tell which part of it's a character (laughs) and which part is me just being an absolute cunt. Um, it, It continues. So, you know, someone then replied. You know, I've watched WWE Rollins go from babyface to no one likes you by accidentally talking about money. We get it. You have a high-paying public job. Cool story, sis. Perhaps the WWE should hold a class on how not to sound like an asshole in public. That was a very fair comment. Mm-hmm. A little bit harsh in some of the language used, but, you know, Twitter again. People are able to, you know, shout out whatever shit they want. But a fair comment. Uh, she replied back, Brutally honest, to be fair, she usually is. Here's the truth. I know I'm not great on commentary, but it's my job. I try to get better each week. People love to tell me how bad I am uh, as if I think I'm great at it. So should I just quit? What would that say about me? Not easy to learn a skill on a gigantic global TV show. Few different things wrong with that tweet. Firstly, you shouldn't be learning a skill on the job when you're working for a gigantic global TV show. Two. Should you just quit? Possibly. If you're not up to the job, you shouldn't be there. And if they're not going to take you out of it, maybe you should take yourself out of it so you wouldn't be in this position. 
Uh, and three, never admit you're bad at something. I don't know. We often admit we're bad at podcasting. It's done us all right. <laughs> but, but by what standard, Gordo? We invented podcasting, so we clearly did we're the it. standard bearers. That's why we even got that shout out for Mr. Podcast for episode 100. <laughs> yeah, amazing that shout out we got last week. Uh, so follow on with this thread and it's a good email or a good Twitter thread to be fair it's worth checking out before obviously all the stands jump in and you know Yas Queener to hell um, someone else comes in and says remember your show Talking Smack I want to see that Renee Young again and don't beat yourself up when social media tells you otherwise you know you're doing a great commentary job between matches and stories you can do it uh, I want the old Renee Young Great point on Talking Smack. And Renee points that out. She says, well, a lot of people say that, but don't realize that Talking Smack and Raw Commentary are completely different jobs. I think everybody understands that, Renee. Different film, different show. She goes on to say, I'm a TV host and have been for a decade. Imagine, 10 years doing the same job. No wonder you were good at it, love. So Talking Smack was my jam. Commentary is entirely different. Different skills. And term. here I am. I'm homering myself here. I'm pulling my hair out. Just why are you doing this? Why are you doing this job? So obviously it goes on and all the ass queens come in and fucking everyone blows smoke up her ass and she's doing a great job, which is only making the situation entirely worse because then she'll believe that she's doing a great job when she's not actually doing a great job. But that wasn't the only Twitter eruption this week. Um, your Bay Gordo. Jordan Grace jumped into a um, bit of a titter, Twitter spat when she says um, she was asked or she was quote tweeted and saying, is there a reason wrestlers have started changing their display names on Twitter to their real names? To which Jordan replied, replied ironically named Trisha Parker on Twitter, transitioning into a new era where wrestlers can accept they're playing a character and don't have to quotation live the gimmick, I'd imagine. How long has Jordan Grace been wrestling, do you reckon? Uh, four years, four, I think, three or years. four. Yes. That's not a long time. So, Jim Cornette, Steve's spirit animal, uh, quote tweeted that and said, Translation, I've never been trained properly, taught res- slash taught respect for the business. I'm just a play wrestler who wants to be on reality TV. I don't have the talent or determination to make people believe in me and draw money just do moves that's what whoever jordan grace is just said not gonna lie i kind of popped for that um (laughs) i'm very marmite on jim Cornette. sometimes i love him sometimes i hate him it's it's a weird 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 relationship so jordan grace replied to that and said the sooner we stop trying to make wrestling something it's not the better i know i'm ready to respect the common sense of fans i was trained by people who would have the same mindset as jim but I want wrestling to excel in today's current modernization of it. Before we go on, what do you think of that? Does she have notions or what? Uh, yeah. I said the other night, I think she's getting fucking notions about herself because of the whole Yas Queening she got over the books she done with all the DMs and shit. Two books. Two books, yeah. I think she's getting notions about herself after uh, after all that and all the hype she got around it, and she's thinks she's bigger than she is based on that. That's my own two cents on it, anyway. Mm, um, that's fair. Like to be fair, she's got this weird kind of internet following, and I don't want to say it's purely based on her wrestling ability. Probably not. <laughs> 
What could you put your finger on and say it is about, Nick? I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> no, not going near that. Why? I understand if this opinion came in from someone in the business 20 years, 30 years, you know, someone like um, Lance Storm, for example. I think he's a pretty good authority on the wrestling industry, would you not say? Um, very credible wrestler down through the years. Has wrestled pretty much everywhere there is to wrestle. Now is owner of one of the best wrestling schools in the world. Yeah, I'd say he's got good input, really. Jesus, it's funny. We should mention his name. So he replied to Jordan Grace and said, Oh my. No, he didn't say, Oh my. He said, <laughs> Legit question. How does interacting with fans under a different name than they know you by modernize the business? Pink interacts with fans as Pink. Many entertainers have professional names they use in public, not just wrestlers. In my opinion, using two names just creates confusion. Eminently logical. Yeah. Yep, man speaks sense. Yep, like the, uh, like so Jordan goes on. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say the whole real names on Twitter thing. I think is pretty stupid overall. But uh, I did like Xavier Woods's argument for having it. Yes, yes. So do how did he? I have so, it here. Yeah, so Xavier Woods says I can't speak on the topic for all professional wrestlers slash sports entertainers. Tone the company line. Well done. Uh, but I know that in my situation, I do not own the name Xavier Woods. This means that I cannot perform under that name once my WWE career eventually comes to an end. At some point, Xavier Woods will not be able to shake his hips as well. Mm, let's just leave it at that. Uh, won't be able to throw pancakes as far. Won't be able to get beat up by the giants that he works with. Uh, so yeah, the, the whole argument he brings up is that he doesn't own the name. So he's trying to develop a persona, personality, uh, a character that he can utilize outside of the realms of WWE so that he can make money from it in the future. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Business sense, but you need to have a fully recognizable name that people know and mm -hmm. not, and, and don't own it. It's an art. Oh, yeah. It would be like me, you know, changing my Twitter handle, you know, to Captain AEW, but my Twitter name is still Stephen Fitzpatrick. I'm developing my character online so that I can use it for future potential earnings. No. Yeah, except both of them names have zero value at all. Just saying. Just ask your mother. Ah, oh, fuck you, you dickhead. <laughs> uh, so I, I think we'll leave that one there, but I just think she's just been a fucking flute again, like. Captain AEW is taken and has been suspended. That was not me. I did not do that. Uh, <laughs> the, the money was just resting in my account. Shall we move on to talk about the Raw and the Smackdown oh, of this we week? To... Let's take a look back at what transpired last... No, 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 no. Don't do that. No, let's, let's take a look back at what no, happened... No, 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 no. Don't do that. Truth. Let's take a look. Okay, pr uh, before we get into the show, I think I was pleasantly surprised with the amount of wrestling that was on Raw this week. Yeah, it was a nice change in fairness than like last week, for example, or uh, last few weeks. But yeah, no, there was a decent amount of it, which was which was pleasant. Now, am I correct in saying this correctly? Please, please, please jump in and shout me down if I'm wrong. But Raw kicked off with a 24-7 mosh pit mixed tag match. That is correct. Did I say that right? Yep. What is a mosh pit mixed tag match, Gord? Uh It's essentially a lumberjack match. But uh, instead, when someone gets thrown out of the ring, instead of getting beaten up, they get 
carried around, crowd surfed around onto the apron. Yeah, and their crowd are all, and the uh, the crowd, the lumberjacks are all there ready to attack as soon as the match is over. So tell me, in an era where they want to be edgier, going from a lumberjack match where people fall out of the ring and get beaten up, they now get crowd surfed back to the ring. Yes, much edgier. Okay, I was just making sure that... dangerous. You could drop someone on their head. It's it's incredibly dangerous. Don't recommend it. No, fair fair enough, fair enough. I I get you. Um, so we got to see the lovely Mrs. Maverick in a wrestling match. She wrestled, but but, but this was her this was her first wrestling match. Nick, did you not know that? They did say on commentary that she has some experience, some competitive experience. I think is what they said. Some competitive like experience. Why are they not referencing the fact that she was in She's the May Young Classic? Classic? Exactly. She was in a competition for the very same company. Nah, different shark. <laughs> oh they, they don't want to acknowledge the existence of May Young. Apparently, w- I don't know. As much as I enjoyed all the actual wrestling of Monday Night Raw, there were so many bits that confused me slash frustrated me on this show. Um, they announced that the 24-7 rules were suspended for the duration of this match. But before the bell rang, you had about 15 guys outside the ring as lumberjacks slash mosh pitters, I'm going to call them. Mosh heads. Why- mosh heads, there we go. Why did they not just attack... Uh, or truth at that stage before the bell rang could have yeah. won the title then then they would have ended the match instead mm-hmm. yep, they would have gotten the team of Carmella yep um, next up we have a new champion Mike Canellas pins or truth under uh, what would you call that dog pile dog pile big dog pile big big <laughs> dog pile big dog pile uh, so he wins the belt, runs away, and I'm going. I put this in the notes. This was AIDS to me. <laughs> I hated this greatly. So he runs backstage, avoids the crowd, locks himself in a backstage locker room in the referee's room. And Maria walks up and gets people to move away by holding her belly, which has gotten infinitely bigger in the oh, last yeah. three weeks. She's gotten so, very pregnant very fast. So clearly she's, you know, hyper pregnant right now. Uh, if you don't open this door, I'm going to kick you in the vagina. Um, to anyone fair, want to, anyone want to that, that silence just just hover there for a second? I'm going to defend this because he did turn around and say, say something only my wife would say. And then she said this, which given her character over the last couple of weeks is something she would say. <sighs> this and I laughed. Yeah, I, I laughed because I can't believe they're going this way with it. Yeah, it's edgy. Really? It's edgy, oh, Fitz. Look, it is edgy like a cock angle. Come on, <laughs> fuck's sake, lads! I want to punch this in the vagina. That's how bad it is. Not the pregnant vagina. Mike though. has one. Mike's vagina. So oh, Maria walks. Do you see he got fucking hate over that tweet? What tweet did he send? Yeah, uh, he tweeted out the scene from. Oh fuck! What film was it from? The boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> um, and basically someone uh, someone made some comment about uh, how it was very close-minded or it's like uh, going too far sort of a thing. It was, I'll see if I can pull up the tweet every two seconds. Um, yeah, it only happened last night, so it'll, it'll be quick to find it. Oh, so while this is happening, 
Maria then goes out from the room after making her husband lie down on his back while she puts her foot on him and makes a referee count to three. Maria Canales is now the new 24-7 champion. She walks out of the room and everyone backs off her because everyone's afraid of the new pregnant champion, new pregnant champion over here. First ever woman, woman's pregnant champion over here. And this, it, it, it's literally someone is with really long fingernails is pushing them into my eyes. It is so bad. Yeah, I want to know who wrote this and I want to kick the them idea. in their vagina. That's no. exactly the idea. It's no, edgy. They, pregnant champ fits. This, this is not the bad that I want to see end because something good is going to come from it. This is the bad I want to see end because it's ruining something that I did enjoy before. Yeah, it's it's not great. And also, who the fuck is going to take the title off her? Um, Braun Strowman? Uh, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> God only knows. They have nothing else for him. See, this was one of those moments where I'm like, what the fuck was that? She... Try to emasculate Braun Strowman backstage and then walks away and he just stares off into the distance, grunting. He didn't Braun, know. don't get angry. He's doing a shot in Belgium. He's trying to get the because He thought it went really well for Shelton that those two times he did it. Uh, the yeah, time it to shifty dog eyes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, found a, I found a Mike tweet anyway. Go for it. Yeah, so he tweeted out the, for the record, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Gif. Uh, and someone replies saying, oh good, you're overriding your gimmick of Mike, guy we come up with silly nicknames to describe how generic he is, like finding vanilla too spicy. Bennett, with, yet another, uh, with being yet another transphobic git on the internet. Nice. <laughs> so he replies saying, a couple of things. One, I'm 100% in support of the LGBTQ community, and I always will be. Two, what about the plus? This, he forgot the plus. He forgot the plus, which shows how transphobic oh he really is. How transphobic? Toxic. 100%, so toxic. Toxic transphobicity. Uh, two of this tweet is a joke that was said to me on Raw last night and has nothing to do with my beliefs. Before you decide to besmirch my name and reputation, please educate yourself. Um, and the person then replies again. This is someone called Own slash Gwen. Good. Uh, one, no, you're bloody well not. If you're willing to send the dregs of wrestling fandom after a trans wrestling fan by publicly quote tweeting. <laughs> Good fucking lord. And two, if you did support the LGBT community, so they forgot the Q plus as well. <laughs> uh you'd stop to think if this was a backwards thing to post to begin with. Good fucking lord. And uh, he said, All of Twitter is uh Mike replies saying, All of Twitter is public. Your original tweet to me was public, a tweet that attacked me as a person and my character. I responded to felt to defend myself and I'm the bad guy. You seem like you don't want a genuine discussion, you just want to attack me. I stand by my comments. Be well. Fair folks, Mike. Uh, yeah, fair play. Oh, he, he, it's fair. He's always been good on Twitter. He's, he's always, he's actually taken like criticism and shit very well on Twitter. I've found down through the years. Um, he'll always just be up for a discussion, which is what's good on Twitter. It's what it's there for. But uh, what we like to have which, with Road Dog every now and again. Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll come in thinking we're trying to be dicks, and we are. But then we'll always be nice in the end because we're nice like that. But um, yeah, good lord, people, twenty nineteen can fuck off. Like, seriously, fuck this shit. In the words of the legend that is superhuman, fuck this shit. It's, I tell you, fucking South Park got it right years ago. PC principle. PC principle. Mm. The world is gone. Yep. Fucking triggered, man. Fuck everyone. So to kick off the real graps on Raw, we had a gauntlet match to determine the new number one contender for AJ Styles' US title. Ooh, baby. 
good. No, it was it Parts was good. good. I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed some of the graps to be fair. But when I saw the lineup, it was immediately obvious the result that was going to happen. I don't know if it was as obvious for everyone else, but in the match you had Rey Mysterio, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Andrade Cien Almas, R.I.P. Cien Almas, and Ricochet. Yeah, so, so you've got, you got heel, you've got a heel champ, so it's going to be a face winner. Your options are Ray and Ricochet. Yeah, and it's not going to be Ray. It's not going to be Ray, especially not when Ray came out first. Yep, he wasn't going thing. to do with Kofi Kingston on it. No, too many people have run the gauntlet lately. Mm-hmm. So Ray starts with Cesaro. That was great. Really like that. Very enjoyable. I, I feel for Cesaro. This is where wins and losses should matter because. Some people are just eating too many losses to keep them at a credible stage of where they need to be. Cesaro has just treaded water. Bar his run with the bar, ironically. He's treaded water in his main roster career, to be fair. He's never really kind of developed into the superstar he should be or that his talent suggests he should be at as well. He's beaten by, I think it was a roll-up by Ray. Mm-hmm. Um. That was fairly quick, but it was good. I liked it. Uh, it's interesting to see the, the body transformation in Rey Mysterio since he's rejoined the company. Hashtag not body shaming. Um, <laughs> but it's it's noticeable to say that he's uh, looked a little bit less muscular than he used to when he was on the Indies. Less said about that, the better. Uh, next out was Sami Zayn. Oh, and that's that done. Yep, so Sammy lost fairly quick with another roll-up. Uh, oh, they botched it up. If they had got the way it was yeah. supposed to, that would have been so good. He went though. for the Huluva kick, and Ray was meant to catch him and turn him into a roll-up at that stage. Missed, covered it fairly well, but yeah. Yeah, it was one of those obvious where you going to go down as the way it was supposed to. Next out was Andrade, so you had Andrade versus Ray. This is the match we should have seen at WrestleMania. These two just have infinite chemistry and they really need to be in a program together where it's a best of 75. I don't care. I'll watch it every night. Uh, Andrade wins and rips off the mask off Ray after the match. Got a lot of it off too. Camera I think he got a lot more than he was supposed to. Yeah. Uh, so potentially this isn't over. Potentially we are going to see this for the next two years again, which I'm okay with. I don't complain. Yep. Um, just look into my veins. So you had Andrade Ricochet winner going on to SummerSlam to face AJ Styles and if it wasn't obvious before now it was very obvious that Ricochet was going to win and guess what boys Ricochet won oh my oh my what a maneuver Um, a fabulous career on the outside in Zelina Vega doing great managerial work yep she she does managerial career quite well now Gordo yes if there was two people who you didn't think you'd see on Raw this week, based on events over the last seven days, who do you think would not be on public TV? Mm, quite a few, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm assuming we're limiting this to WWE superstars who are active at the moment. So uh, I, I would have to say most likely the Usos. Shock horror. Imagine getting in trouble with Johnny Law. And then being on TV with a mic in your hand the following week. Yeah. And they said, what was it? There's nothing going to keep us away from Raw. It's like... Mm. Mm. Uh, lads. Look how the timing went on that. Otherwise, I might have been giving you away. Like. But yeah. don't, don't forget, 
these individual superstars are responsible for their own actions. Oh, yeah. 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 So we had the triple threat match for the Raw Tag Team titles, the Revival versus the Usos versus the OOOC. I don't want to wait. Oh. Yeah. The original, the only, and... Obligatory. Oh, fuck, what was it? <laughs> the original was it the original the official the only club that matters there we go yeah that's what i so do i don't understand why why are they not called the oozy oh oozy because then you have oozy hot <laughs> <laughs> thank you for picking up on that this match was hella good yeah it was tag team wrestling imagine it's entertaining when it's allowed to be on tv veins can we have much of it though? I mean, that's that's just that's too exciting. Now, this if Ricochet was obvious that he was going to win that gauntlet match, this was not obvious to me at all. I figured revival. Yeah, I thought they were going to save it for SummerSlam and maybe nah, they walk in with all the gold, dripping what? in gold. The OC are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And which means we get now two all the gold factions: one on Raw, one on SmackDown. Yeah, boy. Ish. Ish. They won't. No, the Usos, no, they don't have <laughs> No, they, they have other stuff going on. Uh, Becky Lynch. She had two matches on Raw. Won one. Then got attacked. Then got challenged, but didn't get challenged to a specific match at SummerSlam. <sighs> very, very eventful night for Becky Lynch. Oh, that Natalia promo hurt my brain. <laughs> So to kick it off, Becky has uh, a match with Alexa Bliss. Going grand, going well. It's as good as an Alexa Bliss match can be. There you go, Steve. There's your little pop. Um, she feigns an injury, gets out of the match. Um, in tears, the poor girl. She looked like she was in awful pain. She had a horrible, horrible yeah. ankle injury. Ankle injury. Ankle, and, yeah. And yeah, she was massaging the- her shin afterwards. <laughs> And the bastard medics just left her there sitting on a chair with her foot up while Nikki Cross defended her honor and went in to face Becky Lynch. Uh, what cunts. Mm-hmm. But Dickens. then, Nick, then Alexa Bliss miraculously was not hurt anymore, came into the ring and attacked Becky Lynch during the match. Praise be Allah. What the hell? How does these things happen? Miracles. Miracle, man. It's the miracle of Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah. the, the fucking Z-Packs are stronger than ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, 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 Jesus. Uh, yeah. So then Natalia comes out and attacks Becky Lynch, puts her in the sharpshooter. Now, Becky had attacked Natalia before the show while Natalia was training with Fit Finley. Yeah, the fucking traitor, huh? Fit Finley yeah. turning his back on the Irish. He's only a Nordy anyway. Yeah, we fucking know which part of the Belfast agreement he's on, huh? Dirty fucker. Well, they we're, not um, going, they we're not going that no, far no, with the alleged no, Disney. No. no. They're all lovely lads up there. Please don't um, So then, Natalia backstage in an interview with uh, token generic backstage reporter number five says that her sharpshooter Again, her sharpshooter, because she invented it. Oh, yeah. Um, like, like we like invented the rest of the podcast. Is superior to Becky Lynch's disarm her. Yeah, and superior at, potassium. And at SummerSlam, that she wanted to challenge Becky Lynch to a submission match. 
but because she was sure Becky Lynch wouldn't accept a submission match against Natalia, she wasn't going to challenge her to it. Please help me understand this. Nope. She card read bad. Like I know I like to rant about Natalia and her inability to deliver a promo. I don't know if I can put all the blame on Natalia for this one because somebody wrote this for her. Yeah, this was this was god fucking awful. Like, I I was watching it and literally 20 seconds after this happened and my immediate confusion slash rage died down I had a blinking moment and said I challenged Becky Lynch to a submission match at SummerSlam does the man have the balls to accept yep the problem with this is it sounds to me like they watched a load of knacker call out videos (laughs) (laughs) and they decided to rob one or two of the lines from that and try and reword it to how they thought a Canadian woman <laughs> would say them, <laughs> and this is what they managed to fucking bring uh, one of them down to. That's the no only way. explanation. No. <laughs> oh I'll fight you. I'll kill you. Like you killed my father. <laughs> well, well, well done. Uh, it's like they watch fatal, fatal deviation. deviation. <laughs> fatal deviation. One of the greatest movies of all time. If people have not seen Fatal Deviation, you need to watch it. What do you mean? Might be if people have, have not YouTube. seen it. I think it's up on YouTube now. I think it's all up on YouTube. Yeah, we get, we'll get Steve to add a link to Fatal Deviation in the comments or the description for the video. Oh, uh, don't waste time. You will not get that two hours of your life back. Featuring Mikey Graham Full from movie. rock band Boyzone. Full movie on YouTube. One hour sixteen minutes. Boom. <sighs> Oh, I work a night shift tonight, lads. <laughs> Fatal deviation. Fatal deviation. Lads, did you know that last week Dolph Ziggler super kicked Shawn Michaels? No, what? he, he switched in music, Shawn Michaels. Different <gasps> shark. Different shark, Ted. Different shark. But did you know that this was unanimously demonized by the entire roster in WWE? Everyone was shocked and shocked and saddened to see. Hall of Famer like Shawn Michaels get viciously attacked like this. Yeah, because nobody's ever attacked anyone in that company before. Oh my. <laughs> uh, so Seth Rollins but, but, was. But, but def- no one gave a shit about what happened to Mick Foley the night before. No. No one ever cares about Mick Foley. No. He's used to it. Especially his mother. She's a bitch. Um, but Seth Rollins decided, you know, randomly to defend Shawn Michaels' honor. At least that's what my understanding of the, the lead up to this match was. Retribution, I believe, was what it said on Twitter beforehand. Now, other, retribution. Now, I didn't realize that in that one segment on Raw last week where Seth Rollins joined DX slash The Click, uh, that he NWO had now become well. a, an NWO, true, that Seth Rollins had now joined brought the brotherhood and him and Sean were, you know, Eskimo brothers now. I'm trying to think who could they could be Eskimo brothers for now. Sonny. <laughs> Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. That, that, puts, that puts Dolph in it as well, though. Uh, by her admission. <laughs> it's a family affair, lads. That wouldn't surprise me either. <laughs> uh, so Seth and Dolph, to be fair, that was advertised in advance of the show as being one of the marquee moments of the show. Uh, Wrestling-wise, grand, you know what you're going to get with these two. But that wasn't the, the talking point of this match. It was the beast incarnate, Brock 
Lesnar coming down and laying a whooping on that boy. Oh, he gonna be done going to put a whooping on that boy. So he tossed him around there more than Gordo tosses a salad. And that's that's a euphemism, by the way. Um, yeah, because Gordo's going to eat salad. <laughs> what well, the confusing part, or not the confusing part, the, the strangest part of this for me was after the beatdown in the ring, which there was multiple Germans um, and Rene Young, quote, we, quote, quoting Rene Young here word for word, and the Germans keep coming. <laughs> Probably a bad line to say, Rene. Don't forget your history. <laughs> don't, uh, don't. Me and you go. We come for the same lines. Oh, <laughs> good job. Quick before the Germans come. Uh, so he laid the smackdown with all the Germans, with all the F fives. Uh, Seth Rollins was obviously past a blood capsule because he was coughing up blood. Nah, he that wasn't legit. legit. Completely legit blood from that. Yeah, no, it, was, it definitely was not completely blood legit from blood. his guts. Blood from his guts. Blood from guts does not look that red. Blood from guts wrestling fits. Blood from guts <laughs> wrestling. So Seth Rollins was then, you know, taken out back by the EMTs or actors playing. I can't keep up anymore. BBC, I don't know who they are. Look, they were, he was about to be brought to a local medical facility anyway. Uh, and just he was being wheeled through the backstage area. And you just see Becky Lynch just, you know, watching him go by. It's like... Girl, that's your fella. You knock over and see how he is, no? I wanted yeah, to see her beat the shit out of Lesnar. Yeah. Well, we didn't know that at this stage. So he, Seth Rollins gets put into the ambulance, just about to take off, and an ambulance decides to stop because Brock Lesnar's in front of it, which is a fair enough thing to do. You don't yeah. want to run over a man. Lesnar then goes to the side and says to the EMT driver, don't you move. Sure, Mr. Lesnar, man. Now, why didn't he just drive off then? He told him to leave it there. He told, and you don't want to, you don't want to anger the champ. Yeah, because that's an EMT's job is not to get people who need medical attention away from a dangerous environment. Sure. Yeah, but maybe he was worried that like Brock knew what local medical facility he worked for, and Brock was <laughs> going to put him inside local medical facility surely, if he tried to drive off. Surely it was written on the side of local medical facility vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So Brock Lesnar takes Seth out of the back of the EMT the ambulance. Vehicle. Um, no, it's a local medical facility mobile transportation unit. Uh, <laughs> and he hits another F5 on Rollins onto the side of the EMT table. And that looked like it hella hurt. Some mm-hmm. of the ones that onto the chairs in the ring looked like they were fucking vicious as well. Yeah, they, they were done very, very well. He took a whooping. Yeah. So this was the end of Seth Rollins, possibly forever. Who knows? He might not be alive anymore. We haven't been told. Surprised he wasn't on SmackDown, to be honest. No, yeah. <laughs> he should not be on Raw next week. No. To be honest, which I'd go a step further. I wouldn't have him in SummerSlam. There was the rumor that it was going to be Roman and Brock at SummerSlam. We'll have a look at that in a few minutes. But the... Raw went off the air following a failed Samoan summit. Now, what was your anticipation of this going into the show, knowing that Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe going to have a Samoan summit? An old oh, chat. An old chinwag. Yeah. Sitting down with a cup of tea, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Tea, tea, as well. A few scones, you know, just... Santino did a tea party before WWE. It could be done. It's... Yeah. It could be a sophisticated little tea chat. That was one of the greatest segments in Raw history. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, this whole segment confused the hell out of me. 
Well, there was the attack backstage as Seth was being wheeled off, which for some reason the OC were involved in beating up the Usos. Why? Why exactly? Um, So you had Samoa Joe and the Good Brothers beating up Roman Reigns and the Usos. Good old Joey Samoa. So that 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 was just strange, right? And then it brawled out. Joe came out to the ring and called out Roman. Okay, fair enough. Kind of weird. Roman comes out and starts laying a whooping on Joe. Absolutely fine. After just being attacked backstage, by the way. Yeah, not selling. Not selling at all because, you know, he's Roman Reigns. Who up? Then Drew McIntyre came out of nowhere and started attacking Roman Reigns. Beatdowns pursued. Then the revival came out and the Usos were there. Uh, sorry, no, the rivalry about the Usos were there and the Good Brothers were there fighting away. Then Cedric Alexander comes out. Sure, why not? Another one. What is going on? What do you mean here? another one? <laughs> yeah, be very fucking careful. <laughs> another another uh, diversity quota. Another no. person came to the ring that had no involvement with the immediate story. Oh, well, yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, the true. immediate story. Why was he there, there with the, the Samoan Summit? Story. Samoan Summit. There's a lot of non-Samoans there for the Samoan Summit, I will give you that. <laughs> Where's Lance Anawahi? Why isn't Lance there? <laughs> so this literally just descended into chaos and Alexander did a dive off the top of the Tron. Make sense of this for me, Nick. What, what was the point of this? What was the purpose of this? Why did it happen? What's going to come from it? It's provocative. Yeah, nobody knows what it means. Okay, can you expand on that a little bit? No. We have a cool Cedric clip that will eventually go into a promo video for him when he has a match with someone big in a year or two. Our listeners are very much enjoying your breakdown. There. <laughs> um, but not like, not like it, it made no sense. It was just throw random shit. Have something exciting happen to show, close out the show. That was pretty much it. Like, why not end it with Lesnar <laughs> fucking up Rollins? That's what I would have done. But... Someone, someone could have started our three. Would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, Tell me, did you notice any absentees on Raw this week? There seemed to be a distinct lack of... I don't know, the the quality seemed to be down as almost as if the best in the world wasn't there. Imagine that. But also, no Baron Corbin, no Lacey Evans. I know, it's been awful sad. I need to hear her music again. Bam, bam. Oh god, I should not have brought up her name. Uh <laughs> no, but it was enjoy it it's noticeable that both of those were not on the show after recent criticisms of them being heavily involved with the show. Also, as Gordo said, the lack of the best in the world on Raw and subsequently SmackDown as well. Well, if things are to be believed, Heyman and uh, Bischoff are the now ones Mm. in charge. So maybe they do realize that, yeah, it's a bit much. So apparently this was Paul Heyman's first role fully in charge. And to be fair, I think you can tell that there was a noticeable change in creative quality for the show. A definitely more focused uh, being put on the wrestling and in-ring action. They seem to have tossed out the no wrestling during ad breaks. Cause, yeah, uh, I was very happy about that. 
Manny, it, to be fair, it's the, a sacrifice I'm willing to take if they don't do stupid stipulations and yeah, matches. That's I mean, it was it was something we complained about all along, but when you the the way they went about fixing it, just yeah, that's there was no two out of three falls matches on your show this week. Mm-hmm. Roll it back, yeah. Yep. If you're not going to have wrestling during the ad breaks, fine. But you have to move the ad breaks to work around the wrestling, not the other way around. Exactly. Like, well, they were clever with certain things, like the bliss injury angle. Like, like you can still have the odd one of them here or there when you're creative with how you do it. Like, they have they hadn't done an injury, like a proper injury angle, to mm-hmm. get to an ad break yet, from what I can remember. But the problem was, Gordo, is that every single match had to have something to break oh, it yeah. up. Oh, so you were was... you were only waiting for something to happen, or you know, something to develop. To yeah. cause the break or a two out of three falls match where they literally call out the first we will be taking a break after the second fall yep. what yep stupid shit yeah but uh yeah it was nice not having any of them and as i said even one of the things on smackdown were kind of someone gets attacked basically and uh it was, it was during the opening segment i think uh but basically to say yeah yeah uh, you're gonna have a match and that match is next and then they went to the ad break mm. or whatever. But it gave someone a chance for a cover from being attacked before having a match. You can have these things still happen every so often once you're clever with it. But at least they're not overdoing it now. They're toning the back a touch. And it's the whole show, I think, feels a hell of a lot more natural. Oh, yeah. This week, anyway. Like, yeah, like the last mo- two months, wherever they stopped, they started doing the two or three falls and shit. Just the show just felt unnatural, as you were saying. Like, it's just, it just felt just, yeah, that way. Just didn't have a flow. It just broke it up. Took you out of everything. It wasn't good. <laughs> so I'm glad it's back. So SmackDown kicks off with a video package from the best in the world. Stop that. Stop that. You're being illegal. <laughs> Easy, micro. Yeah, Nick's just on full mic. <laughs> yeah. Nick Mike. Mike Nick. So Shane has a video package saying that he's not on SmackDown because he's finger banging himself all night. Crowd cheers. Crowd loves yeah. finger banging, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kevin Owens kicks off the show. Um, cuts another Kevin Owens promo. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried that we're not getting the development that I want to see here where he says that He's putting up his WWE career in this match, and he wants Shane to put up his in-ring slash on TV personality. Up Shane for is known debate as well. To do that. Yeah, but that's we. They should have been developed. The story should have been developed that your know, loser down. quits. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's why I'm saying it's gotten to the point of where it should have happened by now. So he's just gonna fucking eviscerate him at fucking SummerSlam. Either squash him or absolutely make an example out of him. Who is going to do that to who? Uh, Owens will make shit of Shane. But Shane is the best in the world, man. Yeah, he was the in best. The world. He was the best. He was the best in that segment of the world, all the way over there, surrounded by yeah. sand and camels. But and you that's only a stone's throw points. away, Gordo. Stone's <laughs> throw away from. Yeah. Fucking Greenwich, Connecticut, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. I'm lo- I'm loving the Owens promo. So it's for me. It's back to the stuff that made me fucking fall in love with his Ring of Honor stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of his indie stuff before they ever even signed them. It is. Um, but I feel like it's been a bit wasted, possibly on Shane though. 
Oh, 100%. But I think this is I think this is tip of the iceberg stuff. I reckon Bischoff is tugging the lad off himself at the thoughts of working with someone like Owens. Okay, so pause I and SmackDown for a huge. second. Pause mm. and SmackDown for a second. Where does Owens go post-SummerSlam, assuming he beats Shane and that storyline ends? I will not be surprised to see the next thing be Drew steps up to try and defend his bump chum Shane O'Mac. Um, that'll be a feud for a month or two. We are. I maintain we are potentially looking at Owens winning the rumble. Hmm. I think. I think Owens. I think Owens is a long play here. Um. I can also see there being a long term play where we may see Vince back on TV in the build up to rumble to try and screw Owens over and Owens. I wouldn't be surprised seeing him even going from one and winning the rumble. Mirror Austin. Okay. Go, go, go similar rules to the Austin thing. So Austin it's. Well, you know what I mean. Being in from the start, <laughs> you know, Austin didn't win. For, he wasn't. No, he won from one or two. He won from like. Tr- yeah, early. It was Austin. Early. It was Austin Vince for one and two of the year, where Vince yeah. had the video of him chasing the chicken. Um, so, do you reckon but, that they're effectively merging Austin slash Daniel Bryan's kind of rise within the company, and that's what they're kind of pushing on Kevin Owens right now? Oh fuck yeah. I reckon so. It's yeah. he, he has the edginess. Of the, he has the edginess in the promos of what they're wanting. He's mm. always been so believable. Everything he said in the mic for someone where English is not his first language, it's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, good lord, he's using, this man's hand the whole like time. He's, he's using the stunner for a reason. It's yeah. to put that familiarity there. You, you know, you know the story. This is the story you want. This is what you're trying to get behind. And yeah. if you want to have edgier content, he's probably the right guy in the company to give you that edgier content. Yeah. Because he has the ability to not only, you know, say the words that are more edgier than what they're used to, but that they he has the ability to, you know, be a badass and look like a badass. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything about him just screams at him. The whole, even down to his ring gear, he's the everyman sort of a thing. If obviously he comes out in his t shirt and shorts, he's not mm. conventional. It's like with Austin the time, was that, uh, what was the famous line? Uh, nobody ever uh, nobody ever made money wearing all black or something like that, whatever. Black pants was, and black uh, tights. Black pants, black, black tights. Yeah. Black boots and black shorts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's something that when he done it, the way he looked, the way he. The way he dressed and everything was unconventional. You're having that with Owens. You have the edgier mm-hmm. content. You have him cutting these promos constantly, where it's very anti-establishment. Uh, basically, I'm wanting to fuck up. The guy in charge was taking too much. It's taking the spotlight away from the actual talent. It's there's so many similarities there. <sighs> They'd be stupid not to run with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I said, I think I, I think Bischoff is licking his lips at the thoughts of getting to getting to work with this and getting to run with this over the next couple of months. So, so yeah. going, going to Fox in three months time, what are his limitations? You know, are they uh, going to push him to the sky? Is he going to be the big dog on SmackDown? You could he, do it. I mean, he's when you're the everyday man and you're going to a show that's going to be put to everyday people, you can push him that way. Yeah. He but is stunnering Vince McMahon on the first one on Fox. Yeah. But Stone Cold was only Stone Cold because he was up against Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. So if you're going to have Kevin Owens now, who's going to be his Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels? D. Bright. Orton. 
Drew. So bear in mind, if you're going to push Kevin Owens to this degree, and I don't know how they're going to be able to do this because they've shown a, a complete inept ability to develop a persona or develop a star without ruining other people. So my concern is that if they push Kevin Owens to the sun and moon, are they going to hinder Jinder and everyone else around? Uh, Jinder is well hindered. But, uh, you know, depending on what Daniel Bryan's announcement is, once he eventually gets around it, it might be fine. It might be suiting what his character is going to be anyway. If he does take some losses there. Yeah. Be interesting one. Could so also back to SmackDown anyway. Could look at heel Balor if Balor is to come back and join up with the uh, OC boys. You shut your whore mouth. Stop teasing us that. Just say it. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. That bitch. <laughs> so KO kicks off SmackDown and does cut his KO style promo. Gets interrupted by Drew McIntyre. Um. What? Drew is treading water as well. He's another guy who needs to be top of the card, who hasn't really got a run of it. But he jumps KO, puts a beating on him, throws him over the announcer's table, sits on the table at a very provocative angle, I must say, <laughs> and says that Owens needs to dust himself off because his match with Drew is happening next. Decent match. You know, these two could give you a good 25-minute classic if the reins were taken off them. Roman oh, Reigns wow. taken off him. Uh, terrible pun. I apologize in advance. Um, Kevin Owens wins with a stunner. Shock horror. Yeah. No, I, I agree with what you're saying about uh, Drew. It looked like they were starting to push a couple of months back. Mm. But then this being a lackey to Shane thing is just going to really put a kibosh yeah. on that. Shane vacuumed up all of Drew's good push. Yeah. Unfortunately, so... It's worked well for, like, I think it's helped the revival of association with Shane, but I don't think it's really dampened Drew's big Drew should have been a champ by now. Yep. Realistically. Yep. For, for where they're struggling, like, Rollins wasn't over as a face. I know, which I reckon is why they ended up pulling the plug and got the belt on Lesnar as quick as they could because that title run was struggling. Uh-huh. If they had fucking kept Drew's push going the way it was, it could have easily have been him. And then he could have used that then potentially to propel Owens to this level that they're potentially trying to get him to now with a title win over Drew at SummerSlam. If they had gone that road, it would have, I know I said Owens to win the Rumble, but you could have potentially looked at that. Um, No, no, that's a very good point. Uh, Moving on then, we have tag match, Bailey and Ember Moon versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So backstage before this match, we had a bit of a segment with Bailey and Ember Moon saying, you know, Bailey's like, don't do that shit again to me or I'll come and get you. Uh, Bailey needs to work on her promo ability. Yeah, it's the one bit that's always kind of let her down a bit. She's just she keeps talking like a fan. Yeah, that's it. You can just tell she's not natural at it, which is really affecting it. True, 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 true. Um. This match was weird, though, because of the result. Yeah, Alexa Bliss, gets Bliss pin. pins Ember Moon clean and strong. Why mm. you need to build Ember? This yep. is fucking now, stupid. To be fair, to be <laughs> fair, it, it was clean, but it was Alexa Bliss clean. So Moon was up on the top rope or going for a move on Cross. Or go for, yeah, going for a move on Cross. 
Bliss pushes Cross out of the way. Or no, beg your pardon, I'm wrong. She's going for a move on Bliss. Bliss kind of pushes Cross in the way and Bliss capitalizes. Hits her with the sparkle splash or whatever it's called now. Twisted Bliss. There we go. And gets the win. So I'm loving the fact that they're actually booking Alexa smart heel because they don't really have smart heels across the women's or men's division. Cowardly heel, cheating, getting... Yeah, it's great. I need more of that on my TV screen. But not at the expense of Ember Moon. No, Ember needs to be pushed here. Just, unless, I think you have it in the notes, unless they're planning on adding Bliss to the match. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can think of that makes sense here. And maybe because it's a face versus face match, they don't like doing those in the be So they'll throw Bliss in there to get the heat. Yeah. I, you see, I don't, I don't think Ember should be seen as face, though. I think that's where they've struggled with her booking so far. Her character should not be face. She should be... She should be able to total line full on tween. She could be against face or heel and just be an absolute fucking badass. If she's against the face, you can have, or if she's against the heel, uh, you can just have the the heel is jumping someone. I see mm. the lights go out, come back on. She's perched on the top rope, nails and eclipse out of nowhere. There's your fucking spot. Yeah. You know, simple, simple things like that. Then on the flip side, you can have if she's against the face again, you could do something similar and she gets booed out of it. You know, she. You can do simple things with that character to that she can total line between face and heel very easily, but they are afraid of that. Yeah. Oh, they hate. They do not like booking tweeners. You no, know, because last week obviously you had uh, Ember Moon hitting the Eclipse on Bailey after throwing Bailey in to be attacked by Charlotte, a very heelish kind of thing to do, where a, a normal fan can see her as you know just getting one up on the champion she's challenging in a couple of weeks. Whereas I think WWE were scared by the reaction, thinking people that Ember Moon was turning heel. So naturally, then they decided to, you know, give her the victim loss this week to Alexa Bliss. So Bliss comes off as more of a heel out of that match. Nick hits the nail on the head. I think it's going to be a triple threat at SummerSlam. Get a a full-blown heel in there so that it takes the heel uh, feelings away from Ember Moon. And it also puts someone in there to take a pin. So yeah. Bailey and Ember Moon both come out without actually losing anything. That depends on if they because they Ember in general they never really wanted the proper push. So that all depends on if they actually have decided to push her now. Otherwise, they're going to see them actually go to Alexa Bliss. That Let's will be the it. worst result. That's what they like. They like they know Bliss gets ratings. And and I'm Captain Bliss. I'm very much Captain Bliss. I I love a moment to Bliss. Best is I live for it. It gets me up in the morning. <laughs> it, it does not. Uh, but no, they, they can't. I think they're putting Bliss in there to be the fall guy slash girl of the of the match. Don't know what way it's going to go yet. But they can't. If there was a singles match, someone would have to come out looking weak. And we criticized them for not booking properly. Whereas they put someone over, it hurt someone else. Bliss can eat a pin all day long in a true match like that, and it doesn't yeah. hurt her at all. So, it's if they end up down, going down that road, it's a very, very smart way to do it. It is, and let's face it, Charlotte's facing the winner of the match anyway, regardless. So, <sighs> Charlotte, good segue. Thank you for that. Speaking of bad matches and bad <laughs> setup to matches, oh, <laughs> uh, this random this Charlotte came... mentions that she wants someone big to face. Hmm, why is this random King's Court on next week with, with fucking Trish Stratus in the middle of Nashville, where she's not from? Or not Nashville, where is it? Memphis, Memphis or Memphis? Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, so this is just fucking beyond convoluted. 
why like if this is a dream match oh, no yeah. matter what way you want to look at it charlotte versus trish stratus is a dream match worthy of being on any pay-per-view for any reason yeah i mean so like why because they te- like they te- with, with Charlotte saying she wanted to face someone big, they could have had her mention that for a few weeks and then like had yeah. Trish respond to her, come out for it instead of announcing Trish a week in advance in a random Jerry the King Lawler talk show segment. When yeah. There's no reason she would be there. If like you wanted to do it, you could have done it last week or last week on Raw when yeah. Raw reunion, she likely it made sense for her to have been there. Oh, but they covered that, Nick. Jerry oh, asked yeah, she was her, on you know, holidays. She was on holidays vacation. at her cottage. She couldn't come to Raw. Yeah. Her schedules didn't work. Yeah. And to be fair, I got to give massive props to Jerry Lawler. He went that entire interview without dropping his eyes down to look at the cleavage. <laughs> he, he was trying hard, to be fair, because those puppies were out. They were. She was looking well. Yeah. Um, She's a very great career. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about G, but my Discord just went tits up for the last minute. So hopefully the audio came through okay to everyone who's watching or listening on Mixler. Um, if not, let us know because Steve might have some cleanup work to do in post. <laughs> ah, well, oh well, um, sounds okay for me. Yeah, so yeah, the last just thirty hoping. seconds, mine just went tits up. So it could it could have been just me though. So yeah, so we were good. Well, we could hear each other, but yeah, we'll see. Grand. So long story short, SummerSlam, we've got Charlotte versus uh, Trish Stratus. Shocking. I did not see yeah. this coming at all. This is completely but, new information to me. They don't care about the women, though. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, that's what Twitter says. Give women, give the <laughs> women a chance and all that. Don't uh, care about the women. Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. Do we need to spend much time on this? Other than done Fiend things. Yeah. yeah. So Ziggler won with a super kick slash switch in music after a distraction by The Fiend. Bray Wyatt, stupid baby face, Balor got distracted. Yeah. Vintage. Balor. Well, in, in fairness, I can understand getting distracted when the entire lights go out and you're sitting in darkness looking up at the ramp with a, I'm assuming he was on the ramp because they didn't really show properly, where there's a guy just with a, a light on him, then the light goes off and he gets it worked. That's a fair distract. That's a fair distraction. It's not like, you know, music hits. Oh, wow, where's that music coming from? Here. Where could he possibly <laughs> coming down? Maybe the ramp? Yeah. Uh, after that, then, we had a match between Shinsuke Nakamura and no longer Mustafa Ali. And that was for... Uh, it wasn't even for the title. It was a one-on-one match between Ali and Nakamura. And if you can hear dogs barking, it's because they're all a bunch of cunts. Um, and Gordo's decided to fuck off and Nick is fixing the dog so I'm here on my own one man booth way I'm trying to control a dog way Nick's barking because uh, Domino's guy just came to the door of course fuck Nolan huh dirty pedo (laughs) and uh, Gordo apparently is having discord issues so it's just connecting (laughs) hello hey thanks for leaving me all alone you cunts I'm sure you covered super well no, no. But go back to the uh, fiend thing. Did you mention that in about the uh, the little uh, Firefly Funhouse we had? No. Yeah, there was another episode of Firefly Funhouse, which was fun. What happened, Nick? Uh, Rambling Rabbit was uh, monologuing to the screen, saying how much he loves Finn Balor and he's his favorite wrestler. And then he's like, "But, but he made a mistake because the fiend. You can't mess with the fiend." And then Bray 
come uh, here's Bray coming as he's just about to say the funhouse isn't what you think and then Bray comes and looks like he's wanting to kill Ramag Rabbit and then smiles at the camera and goes what's his line I'm blanking his line ah let me in let me in that was it Thank let you. me in but yeah, Funhouse is back. It's first, it's not the first one we've had since they did the whole proper uh, fiend reveal. True, true, true. Funhouse, it's so a I, whole lot of fun. I touched on it there when I was uh, one man boothing it, monologuing. Yes, but uh, Nakamura and Mustafa Ali had a match. Gordo, are you still there? Yep. You're Mustafa Ali's biggest fan. I am. Now Buddy Murphy is no longer alive. Yeah, it's awful <laughs> sad. Um, I believe they had a match in Smackville on Saturday night. Is that right? Yeah, they did. And Ali lost that too. So I don't know why he had this match to get a match to win the title. I don't yeah. understand. It was uh, supposed to be Nakamura versus Balor at Smackville, but Balor had an undisclosed injury slash sickness slash illness. So Ali was the surprise opponent for uh, Nakamura. And lost. Yeah, he still got a match on Smackdown this week to where he won and they now reckon he's number one contender so i don't because logic you beat the champ you get the title i mean you get a title shot maybe that's exactly what Corey graves said after the match yep you beat the champion you must be in line for a shot a championship match what's going on i don't know words are hard um so after that then you have the main event which is kofi kingston versus aj styles in a singles match not sure why it's a singles match you've got all the gold versus all the gold yeah, I just saw the graphic beforehand of the six of them on the ta- uh, the six of them, and it didn't say that it was a one on one match. So I thought, holy shit, we're getting like one of the greatest six man tags we'll ever see. Champion versus champion. Didn't say champions versus champion. Okay, see the, the yoke I saw was literally just a picture of the six of them, so I got all excited. Mm-hmm. And even with champion versus champion, even that's kind of a bit misleading in its own right. U.S. Uh, champion versus WWE champion. I didn't say that, just champion versus champion. I know, I know. I'm just saying, that's what it was. You're being champion. a pedantic Pete. Champ. Champion versus champion. <laughs> Throw in fucking Maria Canellas. Be grad. Uh, but before this match, there was a fabulous, fantastic, amazing Randy Orton promo. Yeah, it was Video good. package where he effectively, you know, calls Kofi Kingston stupid many, many times for thinking that he can out Viper the Viper and that he's made a big mistake challenging Orton to a match at SummerSlam uh, that or that Randy Orton's going to make him pay with three most devastating letters in sports entertainment. CTE. <laughs> Thank fuck when he jumped in. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was trying to go up with something. I was like, oh, I can't think of one. RKO. Fucking love it. Pity they're not going to put the belt on Orton. They should. But uh, You Kofi... just hate Kofi. I, I hate fun things, yes. Uh, uh, stat, three of Orton's 13 title reigns have started at SummerSlam. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. No, it's not going to happen. Kofi needs this one to crown his reign, I think. His reign has been well crowned at this point. Uh, he hasn't really beaten a top beaten guy. everyone. He hasn't been dick assassined yet. It's not a real title reign. <laughs> No, like I obviously he beat Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan at WrestleMania. Completely agree, but that was his that was him winning the title at WrestleMania. That was his moment. But since then, I don't really remember any match where he's beaten a big guy. You know, he hasn't beaten a Roman Reigns. He hasn't beaten a Seth Rollins, a Brock Lesnar, an AJ Styles. Has he beaten AJ Styles? 
can't remember that I don't one. Remember. I don't remember. I don't think so. But, you know, he hasn't beaten what you consider to be one of the company's top guys in retention of title. So until he does that, I think his crown, his title reign won't be as memorable or as good as it can be. So I actually want him to win this match for his title reign to be that more prestigious. But I think Randy Orton winning would be more entertaining for me. So I'm, I'm kind of a winner either way in this scenario. You say that he's beaten the guy that you're claiming is going to be the next guy, big guy that they're pushing right now. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens flip-flopped over the last few months a lot. And it's only in the last three or four weeks where he's really kind of developed this new persona that we want to see pushed to the hills. And also you questioned if he's beaten AJ Styles. He bet AJ Styles on the show we're talking about. In a championship match. <laughs> Pedantic Pete all over again. God damn it. Anyway, this match breaks down uh, with the Good Brothers and the New Day backstage. And Kofi Kingston wins with an absolutely beautiful finish. AJ Styles on the outside going for the springboard phenomenal forearm into trouble in paradise midair. Absolutely hook it up to my veins. It's like an RKO out of a moonsault. Fantastic. Beautiful. Uh, but that wasn't the main event of the show, Nick. That, that was, was not. not, it, was not that, the, well, it was the main event. It wasn't the end of the show. It wasn't the main event. No, it wasn't. We had Kayla so, Braxton randomly this talking. Re- <laughs> this was really weird, right? Because I was watching this show literally before the podcast and I was watching the timer go along and I was like, they've got a lot of stuff to go and there's only 17 minutes left. At this stage, they hadn't started the Orton promo. They had not started the main event match. And they had not revealed who Roman Reigns was going to be facing or challenging for a match at SummerSlam. These are three big segments that they've got 17 minutes to fill this in. They get the Orton promo out of the way fairly quick in three minutes. And I think the match started with around 11 minutes to go. Maybe this is going to cut fine, as they have done for the last few weeks. Then the match finishes with two minutes to go. It's like, oh my, what are they going to do next? And like you said, Kayla Braxton's backstage far away from anyone else and she goes Roman Reigns is coming up now and he's going to reveal who he's challenging for a match at SummerSlam and you can see Roman Reigns slowly walking up to her down a dark corridor turning on the old Wiggum charm yeah oh god this is going to be bad this is going to be bad what's going to happen he's just going to get run down by the monster or something like this no fucking a lighting rig slash scaffolding decides to fall on him out of nowhere but thankfully, Nick, he was Gordo, fine. He was fine. He was not hurt. He was just underneath it. There was a big hole in the middle, and that's where he landed in. It was perfect. What was the point of this? Wasn't it like a truck got backed up into it or something, wasn't it? That knocked over the lighting rig? I no idea. Not that they showed on camera, anyway. The camera no. just stuff fell on him. Yeah. Like, oh no! Oh no! No! Ah! Oh, I'm fine. Right. At cool. a very awkward angle, Rory's yeah. right in the chat there. Okay. From whatever, from whatever I looked at, it looked like there was something reversed into it. I thought it was just Jimmy Uso pulling up to fucking collect the bags or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was saving that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was. So, Gordy, you wanted to rant on this one. What was your thoughts? Um, there are so many ways to tear this shit apart. We could honestly do a podcast about this segment. Um, if only we potentially had some lovely who wants to be a millionaire music right now. 
This is going to sound fucking great. Uh, Steve can't wait to fucking edit this. Um, yeah, the whole the whole layout of it, the camera angles were fucking terrible. Uh, as you said, you have two minutes to go and you know you have this segment and then you have Kayla standing there on her own where Roman isn't even there ready for it yet. Why wasn't he there? Surely Very he knows. unprofessional. But there's like two minutes left in the fucking show. Yeah, surely he knows when the show goes off the air. Um yeah, and then he does his, as I said, the Wiggum charm walk down the down the corridor. Um, then whatever happens to cause the lighting rig and all the travel cases to fall on him. There's, remember, five or six camera cuts, potentially from four different cameras in the space of three seconds. <laughs> um, all just hanging out. They, re- they were really interested on, in who Roman was picking. Like, yeah, with added, cameras. with added shaky cam on at least two of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I swear to God, it's like I'm watching a fucking sanity entrance just around this one lighting rig. Uh, after the lighting rig falls on him, it's almost as if Roman got out of it too quickly mm-hmm. and is sitting at the side because then it cuts away again, then cuts back and shows him kind of half under it again, then cuts away and back again and he's out of it. And then it's almost as if they're trying to improvise and that he wasn't supposed to get out of it at all and they're trying to improvise the whole as if he'd been hit on the head but he's fine and he's walking away looking scared. It's the EMTs walking after him, asking, "You okay? Just let me check yeah, it out." Like, you, you, you okay, hon? PM me. It's like <laughs> need to bring you to a local medical facility, man. It's like okay, what, where, why, what, who? I don't understand why any of this, and why would someone even do this in the first place? Did someone? It was this a freak accident, or was it that somebody? found out that Roman was going to challenge them, but they actually wanted a night off instead of wrestling on SummerSlam. So they figured, well, fuck it. If I end him, I'll get a night off. Or was it all Rikishi doing it for The Rock? I, I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't even fucking know anymore. Uh, uh, I hated this. It was shite. It was AIDS. Uh, just, oh my God, it was so bad. I hated it. So you're nominating so- it. I'm nominating it. It's getting Are you officially nominating me. this for the best for the best worst moment of the year? I I'm nominating this for how bad for how badly produced this was. Ooh. Why does this have six camera angles? This needed two. One camera straight down the barrel of where Kayla and Roman would have been standing for the interview, and one over from the side to get the side shot. The two of them. This needed two cameras. Why is mm-hmm. there six? For the same reason that there was seventeen when fucking Braun Strowman got tackled Bobby Lashley through the Tron area and there was a camera set up zoomed in from a high angle down straight on top of that. It's because they don't know how to record a staged accident. There's something to be said for TNA's old looking through the the, the open door videos for promos backstage. Oh, an impact. Yeah. They were fucking great. I love those. That's how all back backstage TV. promos should be done. Yeah. So what is and obviously we'll we'll, we'll go we'll, we'll give you the vote. Don't worry, Gordo. We'll we'll make sure that democracy is upheld here. But where, what could come of this? Who could be challenging him? And was this Bischoff's first show? And was this his way of saying anything can happen? Uh, you got to keep watching. Could be like I mean, this was his first one since he like they said last week was his first week at TV. Mm-hmm. So this it makes sense that this is the first one he has some proper creative input into. Yeah, Could apparently, apparently the show got rewritten twice yesterday. 
Mm. Once in the morning, which it was tweeted out about. Um, but then apparently again yesterday afternoon, it got rewritten a second time. And at the end of the day, this was pre-taped. So they taped this in advance. What? You mean this was... wasn't live? I imagine. But they pre-taped this and still thought that this is what was good enough to send out live on the air to close a show. For the big angle leading into SummerSlam for one of your top talents. This is what they thought was good enough where they're trying to put a match together for the, one of the biggest names in the company on a week and a half slash two weeks notice. This is what they went with. So the two biggest cult or the two biggest um, potential attackers would be Drew McIntyre and Samoa Joe. Would that or be fair to say? Someone wild out of nowhere. Who knows? Maybe it was Braun pissed off after Maria's comments. <laughs> or if that rumor is true about possibly Lesnar and Reigns, maybe he's just trying to take all out all the Shield members. We see him in New Japan against the. We see Lesnar show up in New <laughs> Japan now tomorrow when he, when uh, our fucking Moxley's against Yano. That's how Yano wins. Oh. That's how Yano wins. <laughs> Lesnar takes out fucking Moxley. <laughs> this could be interesting, um, especially if they have. The, something similar happen again on SmackDown next week in the Go Home Show before SummerSlam. Something accidentally happens to, to Reigns. Yeah, or not even happens, but something nearly happens by accident to him. Mm-hmm. And then on SummerSlam, you know, he calls out someone or who, whoever it is, and you possibly get a debut or a return or a ho- holy fuck moment. As long as it's not something obvious and stupid. Is there anyone that would you could think of that would be that though that you could have at this stage as an oh my uh, holy fuck moment who could it be like Babatunde <laughs> NXT call up maybe a returning champa mm. he is penciled in for a mid-August return oh, it will never be champa but still no, <laughs> it won't be champa well, maybe no. Alistair, maybe Alistair Black was just backstage trying to kick different things, and he kicked his door so hard the door flew into the lighting rig, and that caused it to fall over. Pick the fight with the lighting rig. Yeah. But what what are your thoughts initially of where this is going and who's involved? Oh, it's Joey Samoa. Yeah, I reckon it's Joe. Simple they, as that. They've never they've not had a good pay per view match yet. The two of them. Which is a travesty. The two of them should be having fucking knockout pay-per-view matches. Um, backlash last year. Not good for you, no? Um, fuck off. Death by rest hold at quarter past four in the morning. No, thank you. <laughs> um, like, they, they, like, Joe can have a good match with anyone. Roman is well able to have good matches with anyone. They should have had a fucking terrific match. And that match was so badly put together. They need... This is them getting retribution for what was a terrible match back then, I think. Are you sticking with that, Nick, as well? Are you... Um... Oh, no, I, yeah, I'm, I, it's Joe. It's going to be Joe. They're, they're not... There's no. I don't see anyone that's going to be a big shock that they could have as a surprise for this because there's no one available that really could do it. So Big E. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd lo- as much as I love it, I've been campaigning for a Big E fucking big monster heel turn. And run yeah. for ages, but it's not not. No, no, it's not. They have Kofi. No, yeah. Lads in the chat, who do you think is um, responsible for this attack? Um, and then what is potentially going to happen next week? Predict the future, Gordo. Book it for me. 
Joe comes out and says, it was me all along, Roman. <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. I, li- I like the idea of something happening again next week. Just something yeah. else it has falling to. on him or almost falling on him or something. Yeah. Like that. You could even have that as a long-term thing if you do have a plan for someone coming back down the line, but I just still I don't see who it could be. Just like have one of the, the chests, not a big travel chest, the wheelie chest they have, mm. have one of them like fall off of a truck and nearly hit him or something like that. Like off the off the top of a truck and almost hit him or something stupid like that. Have it hit the ground like a couple of feet behind him after he's walked past it. Hmm. Something silly like that. Rory's calling out rock. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw's out next week or yeah. this week. Rock heel turn? Rock heel on his cousin. You you <laughs> you showed me up at that rumble that time that I was. Yeah, I got booed because of you. Yeah, or maybe it was Joe and Joe did it for the rock. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Like, uh, no one is that. It's fuck it's it's Tama. Tama's not actually a good guy, and Tama's jumping <laughs> shit. Uh, it, it, I like it because it's something new. Yeah. And to be fair, we, we criticize him enough for not trying new things. So I think this is going to be one that we'll have to put into the column of let's see how it pans out before we judge it too much. Yeah. Like so based on that, based on that, I am voting no Gordo. Sorry. I, I'm also voting no. I, I can see that the, it was horribly shot. I, I like the idea. It was horribly, horribly shot and produced. But yeah, it, not, it doesn't beat last week. And th- this week has doubled out on the fact that last week was pointless in that they didn't use the Trish Stratus thing for last week. Bullshit. No zaniness. Gordo, we don't have your music, I'm afraid. But uh, I think it's time we play a little game. We, can do, we, we did the intro for it originally, so it's Gordo. time for 52 Drop-Off. And here's your host, Gordo. Gordo. Holy Gordo. shit, lads. Did we fucking bring back the soundboard? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm back in soundboard land. What is this? <laughs> the <Don't> bitch. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> it's easy. Just send a text. <laughs> Can I send you world penis? Please indulge. Wow. <laughs> uh, go fuck um, yourself, Steve. Uh, Gordo, hit us up with some figures. Yeah, so um, we have a couple of stats. We only really have the raw ones at the moment because Gordo's on night shift at the moment, so I haven't had much time to do much research uh, for SmackDown. Um, probably not out yet. Yeah, SmackDown, I don't think this week's one is, but we could have probably gotten last week's if I really wanted to, but not arsed. Gordo needs sleep. Um, so last week, Raw hit tr- uh, average 3.093 million uh, calling viewers. down straight away anyway from that. Okay, um, how far down? Actually, mm-hmm. and also, I'll, I'll add a bit more context, actually. Um the, this episode last year, which would have been the 30th of July, uh, done 2.9 million viewers. Ooh, what was on that? that that's very high. Um, yeah, it was, actually, it was actually a spike. I think it was the go home for, or it was in the build up to SummerSlam last year, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we had 2.9 million viewers this week last year, and last week was 3.09 million. So this is so going to be how a much definite it, down and all the way around. Yeah. So how how far down do we reckon we're going? Give us, throw out some figures. What do you reckon it hit? I'm going to go 1.7. Oh, Jesus. I'm not going to go that low. 
Down 1.7, or do you mean it hit 2.7? No, as in it's... What, 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 was, what was two weeks ago? Do you remember? I don't know. What's the average it's doing right now? I think roughly? it was like 2.4 or something Yeah, like it's that. average, yeah. Okay. Yeah, last week was up like 600 or 700,000. Yeah. I'm going to... Okay, I'll go 2.3. Okay. I'm going to go 2.65. Okay, so you were incredibly close, Nicolaj. Mm. Um, this week's episode of Raw averaged 2.321 million viewers. Ooh. So that is down a whole 770,000 on last week. Ouch. And around about 670,000 down on this week last year. Uh, for added context, some of the stuff that happened last year, um, it started off with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in the ring arguing about who would win the Universal title at SummerSlam, and Reigns called Brock his bitch. Uh, Baron Corbin defeats Finn Balor. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Alicia Fox defeated Natalia after interference from Bliss. <laughs> Jinder defeated Strowman by countout when KO tried stealing oh. the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, Apollo Crews defeated Akam. Remember Akam? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Forgot about uh, the fucking Otters of Pain. Bobby Roode and Mojo Rawley brawled backstage. Set to be Drew by DQ. Uh, where, Jesus Christ, Rollins and Ziggler uh, brawled after the match. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a year on and them fuckers are still, in, are still all over each other. Uh, right. Revival defeated Bray and Woken Matt. Uh, this started as an interview with the B team, and both teams interrupted. Then it ended up in a tag team match, player, player. Uh, then we had Bailey and Sasha against Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Uh, oh my God! Was I think this was the I think this was the Brock episode. Reading all the magazines backstage episode. If oh, correctly. that one. Ah, yeah. Brock kept refusing to go to the ring throughout the show. So yeah, pretty sure this is the Brock reading the gigantic asses and am I disabled? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitch. Uh, and yeah, at the end of it, uh, Brock comes out, F5's angle, uh, pie faces Heyman, and then leaves. Oh, yeah. So this this year was nearly seven hundred thousand down on that. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And 700,000 times better. <laughs> and those figures do help our case for what our, number, what our 24-7 chap is as well, because as I, we mentioned last week, anyone that tuned in extra to watch last week had no incentive to stick around. Yep, that's true, to be fair. Uh, yeah, so that was another insightful edition of 52 drop Fatal Deviation. Watch Fatal Deviation. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Gordo, question for you. Yes. Uh, if people wanted to find more of our shit or where to find us on all the platforming sites for podcasting, where would they find us? Uh, well, the, the best do place do is do. generally on the internet. Steve is going to hate you for that. <laughs> I know, yeah. He'll hate you so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but generally a good place to find us would be on the internet. We're on all good podcast apps. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Tune in. 
uh, obviously we're on iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts, they're the two big ones. Uh, we're on Mixler every week at 7.30pm every Wednesday night, Irish time. It's Mixler.com forward slash The Alleged Wrestling Podcast. Wherever you listen, if you can give us a thumbs up, a like, five stars, whatever the hell the good thing is on that, give us one of them. Because essentially that means when it comes to like search results and stuff, more people will see us. We get more people in because our children need wine. And I have lots of kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been quite productive. Um, you can also get more of our wrestling coverage on Twitter. It's Ash Tubit Wrestling. You can also find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Tubit Sports. And we do have a website where there's not a whole lot of much going on, but we have some funny articles from the last couple of years. It's tubitsports.com on the internet. Hey, I want to call a tweet that George just sent to us. Uh, he retweeted it. Uh, hey, AEW fans, what do you call someone who's a fan of the librarians? A bookmark. Ah. <laughs> oh, very good. I like puns. And also, J-Dog is traveling tonight, so safe travels. Safe travels, sir. Uh, he's, he's missing the show tonight. But hopefully he'll be back next week. Is he alive or is he dead? I can't remember. I uh, know he's alive. He, he got resurrected in the lovely Bobby Lashley segment, the almighty Bobby Lashley <laughs> segment last week. I always knew I hated that guy for a reason. Uh, <laughs> but I've now have one. But uh, yeah. I don't show, lads. We got through a show without we Steve. Got through without Steve. We, we, we don't need him anymore. But we use the It's fine. Some would say it was a far more enjoyable show. <laughs> it was just a different blend of chocolate hosting the show, really. Mm. This is something that only I would be interested in, but uh, teen for, for NXT, next NXT takeover. Slipknot unsainted. Yeah. Ooh. What's a Slipknot? It's an old, old wooden ship. Yeah, we got one in. Got one in. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to get one in, you can call Gordo's mammy. Aye. (laughs) Although I don't need to ring her after this, actually. It's uh, it's been emotional. It's been thoroughly enjoyable without that bollocks on tonight. (laughs) So you never know. It it might be a regular thing every once in a while that we'll give that old bollocks a night off. So we have to say Enzo apparently because you know he he is a filthy mark for that uh, decrepit insubordinate child. Uh, say good night, oh folks. Good night, oh. R.I.P. Steve. R.I.P. Steve. Fake. 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 Fake.